And so, but it was just like horrendous. It was just shit. And we bombed for like ever. And I remember it was like, we went like, I think it was like on the seventh week. And like, to the point where people were like, oh, these kids, you know? And like, <laughs> like oh. yeah, because we didn't know there was a comedy mic. And then we were doing it. And then I remember like, I was telling the same joke I told last week, trying to like, make it better you know because you find out like oh you don't always have to tell a new joke every time you hit the stage right <laughs> so then i'm like trying to do it and then this guy goes hey man you told that shit last week and i just went you know what matt yeah i did and i'm gonna tell it this week because i'm trying to better it just like i'm trying to better myself i'm like you pieces of shit here i'm like why don't you come up here you're here every week but all you do is drink pills here, you sack of shit and i like went <laughs> off on these guys and i'm like I'm looking at the bartender. I'm like, and you, huh? You don't even know how to make a Tom Collins. All I want is a little bit of soda water, bar lime, some simple syrup. And like, I was going off on her. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't even like to drink your drinks, but I like you. And that's how much you chose. And like, I went off on all these people. And then I got like a huge, everybody just started clapping. And then the one, and then uh, it was like Ben Disaster, I think was the host or whatever. And he comes up, he's like, that's what we've been waiting for, kid. Oh. And then I was just like, oh, they just wanted to see like pain and like angst. Angst. Yeah. And Rage. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is season four of Shooting the Breeze. This week, my guest is Danny Martinello. Uh, Danny is a brilliant comedian based out of Toronto. Um, he's a comedian, he's an actor. Uh, he's awesome. And uh, he's my guest this week. So I hope you enjoy the episode. All right. So thank first of all, thank you for no stress. Meeting meeting with me and taking the time uh from your schedule. I know we had technical difficulties last week, so we've rescheduled it to this week, and I appreciate that. No, so much. no worries at all. You know, I know how busy you are and everything. So this is awesome. This is awesome. So um, first question, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, in the ravines and river valleys of Edmonton, Alberta. Not really. I wasn't like I wasn't like a rabid child growing up. Just <laughs> <laughs> our backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our backyard was on to like a ravine, but uh, I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Okay. Do you have siblings? Siblings? I have one older brother by three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your childhood like? Uh it was it was fun, you know. Um running around, I guess, kind of hanging out out with like uh, I only really had three friends I guess growing up because I was kind of a bit of a bad boy so I hung out with the neighborhood misfits but uh <laughs> it was fun it was pretty good it was a okay. nice uh upbringing played a lot of soccer played a lot of running around just my 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 yards you know and uh bike racing with the neighborhood kids and going to school and stuff cool. like that awesome um have you ever always wanted to be um a performer or, or a, a comedian specifically um I guess like I kind of always did it but I didn't know I always wanted to be it until like maybe I was around 12 12 or 11 but uh my my first profession I wanted to be was a uh, either a uh, like a 
an animal biologist not like a marine but probably just like a land one uh because i was always fascinated with like animals and like kind of like science and that aspect of it um and then i wanted to be a police officer in a canine unit that was one of my one of my big big goals and aspirations uh <laughs> and then yeah i just realized getting getting into trouble was was kind of fun and and uh and well i mean you would get in trouble for like just cracking jokes and kind of being a disobedient kid, I guess. And, and so I know, I knew, I don't think the police force was going to be too, too good for me. And then, cause my, my family always like, my mom was in the arts where uh, she was like an artist. And then um, my grandma was like a, a thespian until the day she died. So I was always kind of involved in like, whether it was ch ch church community theater or like uh school plays and stuff and I always was like kind of drawn to that but I don't I think maybe yeah around like 12 that's when I was kind of like oh should I want to I want to do this for like a job oh wow that's really young like I thought I was I know I was 15 I was around 15 when I was like I want to do it I waited like 40 years till I actually did it yeah but um yeah I, I yeah. knew pretty young um, well, I'd watch, I'd watch, like, I'd go to my brother's, like, play, because he was over three years older than me, but he was four years older in school, because he was a year put in early, but I'd, I'd always go watch him get all the laughs and stuff on, like, on stage and his plays and all, and all the kind of stuff. And, and of course, you know, as a younger brother, you're like, oh, I want to do what Big Bro is doing, you know, and, exactly. and then he kind of, <laughs> like, deviated from it later on in his adolescence, but I stuck with it, because... I don't know. It was just super fun for me. Oh, cool. So you were, you, so you were like in all like school productions and, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on all my improv teams in like junior high and high school. And then like uh, in elementary, I would be part of like the, the Christmas pageants and like oh, wow. all that kind of stuff. And then I grew up Catholic. So like whenever I would go to like Sunday school and all that stuff, I'd be part of, and I'd be involved in like the plays and, and kind of like, uh, I don't know what you call them recitals or 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 whatever yeah, there's it is. a name for i grew up catholic too and there's a name for like the um pageant or so, there's a there's a name for it yeah like yeah the nativity so like the Christmas, yeah. yeah yeah or like easter or any <laughs> yes, of that and yeah remember there, there's I'm a like, term there's a term for like the production around yeah, that yeah. but I, I can't think of it right now but yeah yeah it was actually funny as i was i was uh just thinking of this story with my brother i was talking to him the other day but it was when we were uh they had uh, like there it was I can't remember if it was Christmas or Easter, but it was one of the ones where it was like the big Jesus is coming here kind of one where you're like, oh, oh, we can't fool around. You know, JC's coming up. This is a big day. Right. It's one of those ones. But they had like an Elvis element to it. And I was the Elvis guy. Elvis? But my brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was like this Elvis like Fonzie kind of character or whatever, just the guy in the leather jacket that would do like the dancing kind of stuff. And then uh my brother was like, oh, we can't do that with Elvis. And he would, he took off, like he unbuttoned too many buttons and then he drew with a Sharpie, like chest hair and stuff. And it was like almost too provocative. <laughs> <laughs> you like so, sexy jesus yeah something. yeah like sexy sexy greases little grease jesus oh my god As, or i uh, think my... it was no i think it was like a yeah it was like a grease something and then i was like and then my brother was like well let's get you real good and then we took elements of alvis with the hip the hip thrusts and all that stuff and my mom said it was brilliant but i think a lot of the church church uh overseers didn't like it it's, it's probably because of that blasphemous. little 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Little little nine year old boy is getting uh getting the guys a little too too excited there. In the... <laughs> yeah, you just sort of triggered everyone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. It's like I have a younger sister, and she uh, was very heavily involved with uh, like school plays and stuff like that. And even now, as like adult, she's involved with uh, community theater and and things like that. And I never did that. Like I did like choir, like choir okay, in high yeah. school. I think I did it my first couple of years. I don't know. I always loved drama too. Cause it was like, that was the one thing where I'm like, you could kind of kind of be free and, and be in a sense where it's like all the stuff that you would get in trouble for, like, you know, making jokes in regular classes or like doing in the hallways or whatever. You yeah. And then uh, I just liked it too. Cause it was like, I don't know. It was in all walks of life. Like you, everybody came to kind of like collectively because you had the people were like, oh, I don't want to do like school or other electives. So I'm just going to take like drama and performing arts. But then mm. they would either realize it is an actual class and then they would not show up and drop out. Or you'd have like, you know, the kid that would usually not be part of theater, like, you know, whether he came from kind of like a... Uh, a rough neighborhood and stuff because my high school was like on a feeder of like a, a pretty predominant I'd say like upper middle class to like very dirt poor kind of like low income and like mm -hmm. gang and all that kind of stuff right so we would have just a nice collective a mix of like, people yeah oh yeah a nice <laughs> stew of people that would just come and like add all kinds of spicy ingredients to it and like I remember my buddy Malanga you know he was like just this hood guy you know but he was like so funny and good at drama and stuff and it was like it was nice because all the other kids didn't know how to handle him and stuff right because you have like dweebish theater kids come in and be like Damn, you got this hood dude just being like throwing down on heavy improv and it was like it was sick so I, I don't know I just always I was always gravitated towards I guess I don't know maybe I don't know whether it was the arts, but I would just say probably like the freedom that the arts provided. Right, right. That was my kind of. Oh, well, because I, I remember we had uh, drama class in, I think from secondary to like grade eight to about grade 10. And I really loved it. But there was some, for me, there was some disconnect between like the stuff we did in that class and like going for like bigger productions, like the big productions and stuff like that. I like the aspect of we were given like a theme and we'd have to come up with a skit in like yeah. five minutes or something like that. That was a lot of fun for me, but I never went beyond that except until I tried to grow like a leaf and went, no, no, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was your intro. Remember, Simone, no parts for small parts. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I I felt I think I was too I was I just felt too self-conscious. I was like, I feel silly doing this. I don't want to oh, do yeah, this. Oh yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so. what it's like it kind of like, you know, mm. that's why as like a comedian, I feel like it's it like that had the effect where it's just like whatever you know what I mean take the piss out of me you don't understand yeah. what I did on stage having exactly like I, I nah. understand that now yeah I understand that now but back then it was like mm -mm. I, yeah. can't, I can't do that so yeah. I'm am I correct to assume that you're you you've always been very outgoing and like not shy like I guess been... so yeah okay. yeah I, I would say I would say my mom would describe me as a, a non-shy child <laughs> okay. 
so like was anybody in your family like say your immediate family your parents and your brother were they shocked when you just are like were they not surprised when you're like i want to be a stand-up i want to be an actor that you were gonna you were taking your life in that direction yeah i'd say uh it was kind of like a funny where like my dad is my dad's always kind of been like a you know, like what's, what kind of job you're going to get kind of guy or whatever. Right. Where it's like, Oh, you know, that's good. The arts is good and stuff like that. But like, what do you like? Yeah. You need you know, a real job. All back, or like what's <laughs> yeah. going to be the actual, you know, source of income. Right. So it's like, but it was funny because when I told my dad, I'm going to be like a stand-up comedian, he was kind of more upset that like, I wasn't pursuing acting. Really? Yeah. So like, really? I always, I always thought that was kind of like a shock, right? Where like, wow. like he was more bummed that I'm not like being an actor. Oh, but I guess yeah. like to him, he maybe he saw it where it's like, like actors, you know, they are have a job or whatever. It's like, you know, as an Italian background, it's like you got your De Niro's, your Pacino's, all these kind of big whole things. So maybe to him, it was like, oh, you know, you go to the schools and you study your craft. And it's like, that almost has like the same kind of trajectory as maybe a trade or something. But then it was like, I'm just going to go around, tell dick jokes in bars for chicken wings and pints. He was kind of like, all right, you know, <laughs> like, he's like, was, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just like, oh, so what? you're going to just go hang out with your friends and drink and tell jokes. Like right. what's the difference between that besides a stage, you know, you can do that around a campfire kind of thing. Right. So, but I don't know. I think it was pretty like, I, yeah, I, I would say I was fortunate enough, you know, to have it where, like, no matter what I did, as long as it wasn't really, like, a, a hindrance to my, you know, life or or a bad, bad life path, right. my, my parents and family were always super supportive. And, like, when I first moved to Toronto, I don't think I would have been able to, you know, stay there or, or, or excel as much as I did without the support of my family. So I don't think, yeah, there was not really a show. I still, I still get kind of jabs and barbs from my dad being like, you know, you, well, you want to be a firefighter or like <laughs> something. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's good that you had support. That's, that's, yeah. that's really good. That's really good. Um, Like, how did you, how did you get into stand up and like, what was your first, like, yeah, how did you get into it? And then after that, what was like your first time performing stand-up like? Um, how I got into it, like I always was kind of like funny and doing like, I guess at that time you could now consider them like routines or like holding court at like parties or friends, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was heavily into improv in like around grade 12 and stuff but like the way it was was like our our school was like kind of like it was a very it was known for its theater program but it was also known for its like drugs and like gang activity and like okay. stuff right like that but our improv team was like always top notch within the city winning like rapid fire theaters or like cigs and stuff like that so then it was like from grade 10 and 11 and 12 we were all involved in that but then around our grade 12 year it was like we had key players kind of like leave 
almost so it was like the essence of our improv team was kind of in a rebuild phase and and my my drama teacher was kind of seeing the frustrations of it and like she knew I loved performing and stuff and she would always let me do kind of like little routines and and uh things because it was like on the Fridays we would do the after we would do a lunchtime announcement in the school and then telling everybody oh it's Friday improv like see you guys at the theater right like kind of stuff and but we turned those into skits and like kind of like monologues and stuff and those were getting like a lot of traction from like even the teachers and stuff so then she was like hey like have you ever thought about doing stand-up and I was like oh why well like yeah she's like I think you'd be good at it so she bought me tickets to go see Richard Lewis at the comic strip with her and her husband uh because yeah. I turned eight because I turned 18 in like middle of grade 12 right so then she took me out and uh or no I was 17 at the time and she took me out to go and see it and then that's when I was like oh shit I can do this this is super fun like I like to do this right but I would always try and go and do like mics that time and like go to the amateur nights and stuff but at the time the clubs wouldn't let me because i was i wasn't 17 right or i was 17 and i wasn't 18 that's why when sometimes when i see people that are like 16 doing stand-up i'm like you piece of shit like (laughs) (laughs) like i tried being like you you know like i'd have two more years on my clock but uh but but then yeah you're like oh man you know like get it get it get it right but yeah for sure so then i had to wait till I was like 18 and I still remember to this day I would like sneak I'd bring my brother's ID pull my pull the wool over some of the guy's eyes and stuff and I almost went up at the laugh shop in Londonderry on their amateur night but then the guy caught me and he like kicked me out he said, oh, no. dick, dick. <laughs> Ryan Ryan Patterson he still does comedies out in BC me and him he knows what's up he's, he's, he's halted halted my my earnings my beginning young 17 year old aspiring boy and that's why you know you you feel good about yourself you crushing a young kid's dreams but guess what baby we're still here um, uh, no so like that was a thing so i i would say jody schwartz uh out in edmonton alberta lovely teacher probably saved saved the trajectory of my life with it with with theater but uh she got me into stand-up, bringing me out. And then my first one was uh, when I turned 18, we didn't know that there was like, because I, I just wanted to get at the bit. So I turned 18 on the Saturday and we found out that there was an open mic on the Sunday and it was at New City in Edmonton, which was the goth bar. So it was like the emo punk goth bar, but we didn't know that like, open mic was music open mic we were just like whatever let's go and do it so it was me and my buddy ian brown and we'd go and do our stand-up and then we'd go and do improv like on the same thing right so we would do our together and it was the most horrific (laughs) brutal soul torturing uh, sadistic manichistic uh things ever because it was a room packed full of people that hated their life and were playing their open <laughs> mic like i'm gonna kill myself if my dad doesn't love me today kind oh my of music, god you know where it was like woe is so me and then we had these bright like 18 year old like still in high school hey guys improv yes and okay here's my stand-up and i remember my one of my first bits was like 
me trying to talk about how I'm standing up in a stand-up tan bed while I'm like liking the music and dancing, but I'm like dancing happily getting blasted by cancer or something. And like, and so, but it was just like horrendous. It was just shit. And we bombed for like ever. And I remember it was like, we went like, I think it was like on the seventh week and like, to the point where people were like, oh, these kids, you know, and like, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't know there was a comedy mic, and then we were doing it, and then I remember, like, I was telling the same joke I told last week, trying to, like, make it better, you know, because you find out, like, oh, you don't always have to tell a new joke every time you hit the stage, right? <laughs> so then I'm, like, trying to do it, and then this guy goes, hey, man, you told that shit last week. <laughs> And I just went, you know what, Matt? Yeah, I did. And I'm going to tell it this week because I'm trying to better it. Just like I'm trying to better myself. I'm like, you pieces of shit here. I'm like, why don't you come up here? You're here every week. But all you do is drink pills and you sack of shit. And I like went <laughs> off on these guys. And I'm like, I'm looking at the bartender. I'm like, and you, huh? You don't even know how to make a Tom Collins. All I want is a little bit of soda water, bar lime, some simple syrup. And like I was going off on her. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't even like to drink your drinks, but I like you. And that's how much you shows and like i went off on all these people and then i got like a huge everybody just started clapping and then the one and then uh it was like ben disaster i think was the host or whatever and he comes up and he's like that's what we've been waiting for kid oh. and then i was just like oh they just wanted to see like pain and like angst, angst. yeah and rage then, uh, yeah and then so like and then at that point i'm like oh shit okay cool like all right now I feel like I'm part of the club you know right like I finally <laughs> earned my stripes and I earned their uh just love their, like respect and everything yeah yeah well, and, that's then, so and then cool. the lady started like uh the bartender took a shine to us and then she started making us cupcakes and little banana breads and everything every week right oh, wow. yeah so it was <laughs> nice but then we found out that there was an open there's comedy open mic the same on the Sunday at another bar and we were like, why are we torturing ourselves at a music mic? Plus, all these guys suck and no one does stand-up. So let's go see what an actual stand-up mic was, yeah. right? And then we stopped going to New City for like a really long time until one day we were like, yo, we should probably do a double hitter. Like, let's go hit up New City and then go to the open mic. All right. And then we go back and then the bartender was just devastated. She's like, where'd you guys go? I made cupcakes oh, no. three weeks in a row and you guys Aww. didn't even show up. And we were like, oh, we we found this mic and then she was like okay that's understandable go with your people and we were like okay sweet and then it was like it was nice because you know it just felt like this place kind of like molded us and got us ready for like because we would go to these heckle mics right like uh, well they were not heckle mics but we'd go to the stand of comedy and then these guys would be like heckling us and then we'd be like, yo, you don't even know like where we came from. We came from hell, you know? Yeah, like exactly. You don't scare us. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like I was getting heckled with a guy with like eye makeup down to here that looked like he had no eyeballs, you know? Like it was just pure socket, like tell and like hurtful stuff too. Like, you know, like oh. about my mom and dad oh, and like, shit. you know, like utter death threats to me, you know? And oh, what's this God. guy gonna just say piping up about a seven up tag, you know? <laughs> so it was like wow yeah. that's like boot camp you went through boot camp oh yeah and plus it was like 
that's what I tell everybody where it's like, what are they like? Oh, how, you know, are they look at you now? And they're like, Oh man, were you always good? Like, what was it like when you started stand up? And you're like, well, man, and you just bomb for six months and then decide if you keep light like that. That's why it's like, I'll always, even if I don't like maybe agree with the comics personality or like, or anything it's just like there's still like okay yeah there's that base layer where it's like even if it's if this guy you know heaven forbid always if there was a something where i'd have to you know jump and kind of save a a fellow brother or 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 sister or whatever where it's like you know what i mean there's a there's a level of like you're not there or you're there or like you you don't you know you like you're in on it and we're all in on it exactly exactly yeah where it's like something where i'm like you got you have to be a sicko almost you know (laughs) it's it's true because it takes yeah because what i i've read somewhere i've heard stuff where like public speaking and death are like people's biggest fears yeah well yeah that's what is it Uh, public speaking is number one and death is so some people would rather what's that line some people would rather be in the casket than given the eulogy yeah (laughs) yeah you know and and that's like in any setting. Meanwhile, we get up in front of God knows who. We sometimes, yeah. most times, we don't know the strangers, and we don't know the. We're walking into God knows whatever environment with the purpose of making these strangers laugh. Oh yeah, like that. Like, I think there's some something <laughs> yeah. that that drives yeah, us to is. do that. Like, and you're like. That's why it's kind of always, I always like it too, where it's like when you ask comics, you know, like, wh- what do you like? Or if people ask you, it's like, oh, what did you get? Like, what did you get into it? Or like, what do you get out of it? Kind of stuff like that. And like, that's what I, I really appreciate the pandemic almost in a sense, like as much as it took from us, it also like showed us how much it gave to us almost like the appreciation for, for what we do and, and yeah. stuff like that. And like, that's where it's like, it made me kind of reschedule or or not or reevaluate almost. I'm like, why do I do stand up? Because at one point it just became a a job almost, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like got a book for this and all this, and like you're planning and you're not enjoying it, and you're like trying to find the money gigs or trying to tailor your art so you can pass a bar for some other people to get into, you know, a money making situation and all that. And then it was like when that was all taken away, you're just like, wait a minute. No, I needed this because it was like part of me, or it was like an essence of like the, like performance aspect where it's like, you know, me and you are here in this room and like, yes, this is my stuff, but also your energy and your thoughts and what you're laughing at creates a new kind of thing where, where I get to take my stuff to a next level because you've given me the energy to, because now it's like, I know how, okay, I found you funny, you know? So it's like, let's kind of tailor it, which is sweet. And like, I think that's why I didn't even do any zoom shows over the whole pandemic. I was going to ask you if you did any zoom shows. I think I did. I did one and I was in lineup for it. And then I was sitting in my room. Yeah. And then like, I was like, I think like two up to go or something. And then I just like, closed my laptop and said I had internet issues yeah I looked and I'm like oh I'm two up sick and then it was like wow but it was for me, to me it was like I felt more sick trying to do that than I did healed and so I'm okay. like okay I'm gonna take a step back and then when these live shows started coming back I was like oh 
I didn't get it in it for like the attention or or the 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 stuff. Like I got it in for like the aspect of performing, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't need to do it when I was a kid, when I was a child. I didn't I didn't need laughs. I I got the laughs, but that's not necessarily you know what I was the doing it for. Yeah. Doing it for draw the chest hair on me running around town and like <laughs> be free and silly you know or it was right. like because you can't do that in certain jobs unless you find like your workmates like you know when you had your daytime jobs where it's like oh these are the cool people that like you know because there's yeah. there's people that are comedians I find or have comedic souls but they don't necessarily go up on stage and do it you know like a lot of my funny friends or the, the funniest people I know aren't comics. Same, it's just same where we have the ability to walk past that threshold on stage and tell the jokes to people. But like, I, I believe, you know, it's almost like there, there's people where it's like, oh, this guy, you know, he would be a great warrior, a great soldier, but he's not. He's like the blacksmith. But like, if somebody comes to the town, like he's definitely picking up arms, you know? So it's yeah. like, I, that's yeah. what I like about humor i guess mm-hmm. yeah because i was i um with the zoom shows because like in doing um all these interviews like i've noticed a trend and myself included um because when the pandemic hit when everything shut down i was only like six months in i'd done oh, okay maybe, maybe a dozen if that many yeah that's by that time like in in like clubs or shows so people who were like brand new or like within a year and people who had been doing it for a while, there was a real line. Yeah. There. Like I pivoted very quickly because I was like, I was just getting momentum and I didn't yeah. want to lose it. So I, I went directly online and yeah. I used all of those. I did tons of, I did hundreds of Zoom shows to just to get better because I was just so, I was so new and like it taught me a lot even though i knew it's not you know i had the i had the benefit of having performed live and then you know really liking it and wanting to get better and everything and i think there are things that i learned on zoom that that i i don't think i could have learned otherwise oh for sure you know yeah and i think it was like at uh they didn't have where I was at yet, where the, the Zooms where it was like, if I had, you know, like that Tony Robbins setup or Lars Cali who had a really great setup too, or it was like they had like the, the you know, the 120 people or whatever, you can see them in the screen and you were like in a studio kind of yeah. style. Like um, maybe like I'd be doing that. Like I would love to do kind of those ones. But now that performance is back, it's like, you know, you're going to have to yeah, I don't do, hit me I with don't a nice chunk of change to do that or, or, or <laughs> exactly. like some social experiment. But, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. like that, that would have been good. But if it was just like me and you, like, you know, sitting at my table like this and like, you've seen me perform where it's like, you know, like, I don't know, I'm doing act outs or. Yeah, exactly. Moving. I don't like think you I'm, could be contained in. in yeah, the, in a small little screen. Yeah. And, and, and I was, as I was watching this, I'm like, this, these just look like madmen screaming into a. Computer. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like, I felt like a lunatic. Like, if anybody could hear me or if anyone could see me, I was just like, it's like, why is that woman just screaming at her? Computer? Oh, for sure. It's yeah. Like in her room. Like yeah a brightly lit room screaming yeah 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 and it was like and I had to find like 
I had to find like quiet places in my house because I was living with like uh, my girlfriend at the time and then uh, her sister. And so like I got to find like places and it just felt like I was like an like a weird like junkie addict like you know like grabbing my laptop <laughs> being in the corner with like a, a microphone just <laughs> with headphones like I'm freebasing jokes you know and, and like and everything just felt nasty but at that time I was like I was really dreading comedy so I was like mm-hmm. what am I doing I'm like this is like one I'm not getting it and two it's like I'm doing it like this, you know, where it's like, mm, yeah. so all of it was just a nice, like kind of reset where I'm like, you know what, this is it. And I had to take the pivot too, where it was like, I started working in TV and film like every day. Cause they were on a backlog catalog of productions. Right. So it was like every day was putting in tens and tw- or 12 hour days on film and then like yeah. going heavy where you're like 56 days on two days off like wow. insane shift work so i'm like you know what i did comedy this is a pandemic well i don't even know what this is the whole world's halted my mom's telling me just to chill and stop nothing see you know because this is a yeah, we didn't we didn't even know like we didn't well, know like, yeah. we're going three years we're almost at three years like we especially in those early days, we didn't know what was. Oh, heck yeah. And then even like, you know, it's unprecedented where it's like you, you, when something happens or you don't know, it's like, okay, well let's ask our parents or I mean, my parents like, we and you're like, (laughs) Oh, it's true. You only outlet you're looking at everything being like people are scrounging, you know, jobs yeah. are called and you're like, oh shit. And then you see the gravy train of the, you know, film coming. So I'm like, whatever, I'm just doing that. And then I kind of was like, you know what? It's all good. Did 12 years of comedy. You know, we had some blasts. We had some fun. You know, let's 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 be a tradesman. You know, and then, so let's do I go and do else. welding and all this shit. And then I'm like doing all that. But then it's like I see these like things and I try it once. I'm like, oh, it's all dirty and it's still like not appeasing. But it was almost like I took it at, from doing it so long and being able to do it and like you I took it for granted and then it spoiled it and then it becomes that like oh you know I've been doing it for like 12 years Mm -hmm. all these people are getting it and all this shit right becomes sour but then it was like I was wishing for to take a break and then but I knew if I stopped people would keep going so I'm like I can't stop you know but then when the world stopped I was like nice yeah Yeah. it was like (laughs) a reset for everyone on yeah different levels it's true and coming out of it too where it was like uh that's where it's like i have a new appreciation for the comedy scene as well as like even coast to coast across canada where it's like it's so much healthier that's what i find and it's more of like a community and it's not even like sure you still have your crabs that try and keep you down but like i would say like majority of it it's it's like 95 percent cleansed of all like the negative people and all that because it's like they realize too like oh just because they've been doing it for so long they almost felt like that was part of them and they had to keep going and i and i got to that point too right but then but i still have the love for it and came back and kind of re-nurtured the relationship but then yeah i feel like the pandemic almost gave an opportunity for the people that truly wanted to quit but didn't quit and that's why they were miserable and being rude to other people because they didn't like their life but it gave them the opportunity to 
assess and reevaluate what they want out of their lives. And then they were like, Oh, comedy's not it. And so it was like now a fresh layer of like, Hey man, we got through it, dude. Like, yeah, what do you need? Okay, sweet. I got that tools. Here you go. Like, Oh no, no, don't worry. I can't use yeah. them. You use them. So like everybody's now sharing, like whether it's gig contacts or tags or yeah. like no people are kinder, content right? or every, every, it's more of like, now it truly almost feels like a drama class again mm -hmm. where it's like everybody's here for the production and everybody's here to get away from the bullies or their or their shit lives or like their 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 misfortunes at home and that, that kind of stuff and now it's like now comedy almost feels like a release again and as soon as anybody brings in the venom and the poison everybody's quick to say hey man we don't take, take that yes. no more yes. like keep it out and that's why it's like i don't know i just feel i I don't know how we got here, but I, I feel like <laughs> that's where it's like comedy's perfect again. Well, yeah. I don't think everything will be perfect, but like it's sure damn close to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, you probably know people like this too. I know people who have not come back. Mm -hmm. You know, and both people are back. happy for it. Yeah, exactly. And like, like you were saying, that was like the, 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 the grand, the grand reset. You know, even though yeah. we didn't know it at the time, we were just like, what the hell's happening? It it was a period of time where it was like, do I continue? Do mm -hmm. I take a break or do I leave? Yeah. Well, and you, you even know? see that too, where it's like, I think that bled into like all aspects of life, whether it yes. was people like their regular jobs or their relationships or like their households, you know, it's a shame that a household will fall apart, but sometimes it's better for everybody that's in it. Yeah. Right. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, was... that too. I know a whole lot of people whose relationships that didn't withstand it. It was mm -hmm. like that was the, you know, it shone a like a spotlight or something like highlighted like whatever issues were there, and they you know made the decision to end things, sort of thing. Which, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's the like the grand reset, really. Yeah, he, he, like my buddy's uh, parents together for like 53 years, pandemic, and then they all, they divorced. Wow. <laughs> but wow. they're, they're both happy. Like one, his mom's traveling around, you know, seeing all the sites and stuff because her husband was more so a stay at home work on the company kind of like go to the cottage kind of guy. And then he, and then the husband's happy because now he's just living at the cottage. Yeah, you can do, yeah, that's the thing. Like you, yeah, it was I remember being in it and just being like really anxious and like afraid because yeah, you couldn't ask anyone what's going to happen. Cause everyone was like, fuck, if I know, you know, we have yeah. murder hornets on the way. There was a period of time, like, like that summer of 2020 where it was like murder hornets and then something like there was always something on deck like aliens yeah, or something yeah. and we're yeah, like and then you got people it's the times of the biblical the biblical times exactly. like, it's, it's murder hornets as the locusts yes exactly where it was like what 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 next like what what else yeah. is coming and it was just like a level like a, a period of just really high anxiety because it's like mm. we don't know what's going on and just trying to just trying to make the best of like a, a scary, the a, a scary unknown. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I found that there was like a, a, a real um, line with those who pivoted and, and tried online 
um, those who tried it and were like, it's not for me, I'm going to wait sort of thing. And those that were like, I no, I'm going to, I'm going to do something else till it comes back. You know, I'm going to do yeah. things like in the background, like not on zoom, work on my stuff and, you know, do other things and come back. And, yeah. you know, um, I, yeah, I just, it was, it was, it was strange. It, it was it was a strange period of time, but I I like the fact that well I don't like the fact that we were locked up for so long, but I I, I like I could appreciate the fact that it gave everyone, like you said, a chance to reevaluate what was yeah. important to them, like like not even like just in life, just in life, yeah. like what was important to them and what what had to change or what needed to change and things like that you know yeah it's like and it's cool too because it's like you see it where it it's unfortunate for some others but it's also like it's like if no if people have seen that there's been no progress or there's been no kind of betterment or there's been no some kind of like enlightenment then it really it it's like i feel like as a collective everybody's just like okay like you like if you didn't take anything from that to get better or polished in, I don't know, not necessarily materialized when you say polished, but like just overall better as a human being, then it's like, I don't know. I feel like now that we've had all this where it's just like when people see, like see wasted potential, it's just an automatic like turn off kind of where you're like, okay, hey, man, like, yeah. I don't know you can't like roll like that's how I almost feel like where it's just like some things where it's like man like if you haven't evolved in this part I'm sorry like mm -hmm. when will I you evolve people, yeah it, exactly and I think um I know for myself um I don't think my the the pandemic or not the pandemic itself but lockdown that isolation and everything did wonders for my comedy. I don't think I'd be where like where I am now if not for the pandemic because it forced me oh. to you know like when when things start to open up I like hit the ground running. Yeah. You know and it I don't think I would have the stuff I wouldn't have learned a lot of the a lot of the lessons and things that I that I can do now I wouldn't have learned them. I don't yeah. think I would have learned them otherwise, or it would have taken longer. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it did. Whereas, like, where like people like lost weight or went back to school and did other, other enriching things for their life. For me, it was my life fell apart. <laughs> you know, yeah. like like anxiety and everything. I stress eat and everything, but like oh, my 100%. hair and my comedy thrived. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> sometimes in life, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good, good, good sense of humor and a nice little bit of hair. Long <laughs> exactly. way, long way. Oh yeah, because I because I remember like like on Facebook and stuff like people saying like if you don't use this time. You know, if you come out of this and you haven't improved in some way, like you've wasted all this time. And at some level, I was like, I remember thinking in terms of like mental health and stuff saying like, hey, this is really difficult for a lot of people and they may not be able to do all these things that they want to do. But I think at some level, everyone does. 
because like I, I thought of myself like, oh no, like I, yeah, I could have been exercising four hours a day and, you know, come out of it like all buff and whatever, but I didn't, <laughs> I came out the other side, but I did work on okay, other things. Even if it's like, whatever, you, like you said, you progress, you know, fast in other ways where it's just yeah. like, yeah, if you were putting your time in for that, then you wouldn't have been putting your time in for the other stuff. So it's exactly. like, exactly, yeah, everything, so, every, everything happens the way it will. Exactly. And the thing is, we, we all evolved somehow, we've all had to adapt. And that in itself, just being able just get just coming out the other side of it. You know, mm. whether you have a new skill or you've improved a skill or you've met new people or something like that's all, that's all good. And that's all progress, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, so it's just the people that, you know, stayed mm. inside, chain, smoke cigarettes, drink beer, smoke dope, and then just came out like, yeah, I wanted the world to burn. Came out worse. <laughs> you know, like yeah, this. yeah. You're like, get, get back in that hole you were in for two years. Yeah. <laughs> You know what exactly. I mean? And here, you you come with me. We're gonna push this rock. We're gonna. It's gonna be like the reverse Christ too. You know, <laughs> push you back in yeah, the cage. Push it back. Yeah, You stay in there, buddy. <laughs> you stay, stay in there. there and think about what you haven't done. <laughs> yeah, what you haven't done. Uh, here's a light too. Although you might try and drink this kerosene, but I, I would say use it for warmth and, and, and illumination. And illumination, exactly. But yeah, so I yeah, so the I think um yeah, I'd say the lockdown was like the great reset of everything, you know, and uh I think I think it's I think it was a good thing. I think it was a good thing. It was jarring and shocking because mm -hmm. unprecedented, but I think it was uh I think it was a good thing. And so we kind of touched like this question that I have, like we sort of touched on it in the last couple of minutes that we were talking, like, what do you think live stand live stand-up comedy would look like post COVID? And we've, we've seen it. We've been experiencing yeah, it. Yeah. I kind of knew, like, I knew it was going to be better. I knew like it was going to be just from like going through it and seeing the interest on people wanting to do zooms and knowing that it was there. And then like, seeing those live shows come back at, even if they were legal or not you know especially first like having those like well, technically speak easy go aways right where it was yeah. like we did have to you know oh we're leaving the cohort oh are you sure you're gonna bring COVID back you're like oh this is shit you know like <laughs> kind of that aspect where you're like or behind plexiglass and yeah all like all, yeah. all this kind of stuff I knew like oh okay people want it you know and plus when I started seeing other comics come out and then like I always say there's two shows in comedy there's the show that's on the stage and then there's the show that's in the wings you know and like and seeing how the energy was of everybody coming back together and not seeing each other like you know and like you're like oh shit and like yeah. I felt the muse and I felt the power that was growing and then I was like always interested and then like you'd see the guys that like you haven't seen still hit or you'd hit and like you get it and you'd be like, Oh shit, it doesn't go away, you know? Yeah. But then it oh, came yeah. with that new sense of energy of urgency and, and like, ah, like, uh, well, I, yeah, love for yourself and love yeah. for the craft that was pouring out. And it was like, oh, I, yeah. I knew once we got back and, and seeing all the, and the people and like, 
you know, as much as people say like the Ben Bankus shows were problematic during like that Toronto time, just to see the kind of people that came out. Yeah. Being like, you know what? Fuck it. You guys got a three grand ticket. Hey, guess what? We crowdfunded it that night. Here's your three grand, man. We'll see you guys next week. Right. Where it was just like, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Where it was like the people, it was the power of the people. And you knew, and then it was like the power of the comics being like, you know, you know what? No, like, we got to go back out there. Let's go out. And like, this is for us. This is like, and then it became to that point where it was like, it just felt old school in a matter of where it was like, we were, we were jesters or we were the, we were the the voice of the people making fun of the King again and like yeah. making and, and pointing fun at the system and being like, none of this shit makes sense, but also, you know, finding that line of like where is like satire but where is like you know speech that is dubbed ill to ill-mannered and like kind of like finding the point and like pointing it got us comics back to pointing the finger at the system as well as being like hey man like this and having the people you know through our words and through everything where it was just like oh shit it was no longer you know like go and ask the van, tell dick jokes to figure it out. It was like, Hey, this is my opinions. And this is what yeah. my thoughts are. Yeah. And now it's like, so you had like all that kind of shit, but then you also had the flair of the old bits. Cause you're yeah. like, Oh, does this work? <laughs> but there was also a point where it was like, like I even felt dirty doing pre pandemic bits. Like at that time where it's like, people are like, what do you mean, man? You were in their house for a year and a half and you're coming back telling the same closer? Like, what? You, you know, like, you didn't, you didn't even at least move that closer to your opener and write a new bit, you know? Like, so then it was like, and you'd see it too. And then, you'd, and then that was when there was, an, that was like almost the first layer of the people coming yes. back. Where they're like, oh, I'm gonna do stand up, and then all the other comics were like, yo, bro, do you not know like what we all just went through here? Like, where's the topical humor? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I actually don't like comedy. I just, oh, okay, yeah, no, you guys do it. I'm gonna stay in. I'm gonna stay in and protect my cohort. Right. You know. Yeah, and so, then there was like a a wave of like when things started opening up, like everybody had at least a bit or two about quarantine or what yeah. they learned and stuff like that and then yeah. I, I remember then there was like a shift away from it where nobody yeah. talked about nobody talked about life like during 2020 or during lockdown and then yeah. now it's sort of coming back which yeah, is cause it's always pieces, like yeah <laughs> yeah like the flare-ups where it was like because it was like cool not to tell old bits and it was like hot not to tell old bits and then you tell your covid bits but then covid bits became hack yeah yeah. But then like, so then you would go back to like non COVID bits, but then the government would be like, Hey, COVID's back. And you're like, Oh shit, yo, I could bring out that type five again. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So you're like, the joke became topical again. Right. But now and it's then- like fi- finding the mix between, yeah. Okay. We have to acknowledge in the new hour. Exactly. We went through, but we don't have to make that hour about COVID. Right. So right. Like, and I, and I has, think that we've peppers really- in it. Exactly. I think we found like the the mix or the balance because yeah, yeah, like you were saying at first it was like, well, you have to acknowledge it. So people were going up in their entire sets or most of their sets were yeah like, COVID related. And then yeah, it was hack. So nobody did it. And then you'd pepper in a couple of things, like if something in the news or the government said something. Yeah. And now I find that there's a there's a there's a nice mix. Like some people 
some people address it some people don't but it's enough that you know the audience isn't like oh god just an, a, more covid jokes or why aren't yeah. why isn't anybody talking about covid like there's none of that yeah like, there's then even like mix because you you found it where it was like there was like the waves of people too where it was like there was one the first wave of people that would come out say who gives a shit and then the second one like and then but, but then there'd be people that were had babies or like children or something during covid and then it's like yeah this is whatever your 800th time out performing and all this but like there's some people where it's like yo man like this is my first week of going out yes. and like see yes. shows and shit and you're yes. like yo it's year two and you're like yeah i know but like i had a baby and yeah. like like times they had a sick, i know people who had like sick parents or grandparents yeah. that they 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 not that they didn't want to go out but their concern for their family was more important but yeah they're like i can't so i can't a, risk it yeah yeah, and then now there's like also like a new wave of like COVID jokes and shit. I find where it's like now we're almost like before it was like like now you're you, like when you see it's like that cliche thing. It's like when you see someone wearing a mask now, now you're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like there's like that opposite swing that's coming back. So it's like it's almost like the anti 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 COVID jokes or whatever. Where it's like like there's a new it, that's it's like the yes. gift. It keeps on giving, baby. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, because like it, it went from like shit. jokes of, oh, it's great to be out. It's great to be here to, we don't have to wear masks anymore. And then like, oh, okay, some of us are wearing masks. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, and yeah. Then, because why are you like, wearing <laughs> Yeah, because it was just so, it got so polarized where it's just like, anything you said, you go, are you a trucker? <laughs> you believe in that shit? And you're like, yo, no, I just think like masks kind of talk that like year three. Uh, and it's like, oh, you want you want to lay on your horn, huh? Where's your fuck Trudeau sticker? And you're like, yo. <laughs> you're like, so there was like that fine line where, where it's oh, like, yeah. because it was, it, it, I find, and to, there was that time, man, where it was like, it was almost like the Protestant Catholic. It's like, oh, what are you? It's like, well, I don't know. Like, what are you like do you wear what's your guidelines well that's my guidelines you know yeah, oh? yeah. <laughs> where it's like you couldn't say anything that was maybe um a different opinion to a person because it became because at that time a difference it's in so opinion, volatile yeah well yeah and it was a life or death situation for some where it's like if your opinion's different from mine well, you're, you're not wanting to wear a mask going out. It's just going to kill my granny. And yeah, like, you killed my grandmother. My really. Yeah, so it's like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> right? exactly. So there was that, you had, and that was the comics choice, you mm -hmm. know, where it was like, find the line. Oh, did I say something that offended the king? Well, off with my head, you know? Like, yeah. But that, that's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my job. And that's my, uh, Pre, uh, I don't know the word I'm trying to find, but predisposition of my profession with that yeah. sound an educated <laughs> saying, you know, where it was like. Well, it reminds me off. of like Joe List's uh, latest special that he start he early on in the set he says, you know, if he's with people who wear masks, it's like, oh yeah, the masks, my anti-maskers are crazy, and then if he's with people who doesn't who don't wear a mask oh yeah those maskers those sheep and all kinds of things that yeah. he was like vacillating between the yeah. two groups that's so we, we, that's, yeah so that's funny. what i felt like yeah. we all kind of were almost but exactly. then you'd have but then like you know and then 
like i don't know i was i just find that's what i find comedy is so wicked and like drama class too is, is just because it's like you have all the walks of life where you have the super <laughs> cautious wear the nine yeah. like six thousand masks and they're coming out like this and like they're your buddy but you're yeah. also like yo dude like <laughs> what are you doing you know and then but then you yeah, have the like other your... side people licking doorknobs and stuff yeah like exactly and yeah, like you're, stream, you're like... in the middle being pulled by like both sides being like they're all my friends you know <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd have to like kind of pick it where you're like oh i'm gonna go hang out with these guys because if i bring this guy he's gonna show up wearing like a hazmat suit and everyone's gonna be like what the hell <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I remember at the beginning, like early on, like maybe May or April, it was before like masks were mandatory before they said like, you got to wear a mask wherever you go. I went to Costco and I was waiting in line at Costco and I, I probably had a mask and I remember I had gloves holding the cart, waiting outside to go in. And this guy walked by with a gas mask on. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like wicked too, because it was like uh, all the people that were like, "It's it's happening," you know. Like they would go out and do their stuff. Like I I got my I got a bunch of military gear and shit too. Or I was just like, "All right." As soon as I saw like everything, it was like everybody went nuts on toilet paper and beans. I was like, "Oh, I'll save on the beans, but nah, I'll spend on bullets," you know, like, <laughs> like that. Where I'm like shit all right i guess you know oh gas God. just went to 43 cents a liter yeah, exactly. you know, like, exactly. why not yeah. <laughs> oh my god but i i don't remember who said this um but it was, it's a quote from somebody I, I i don't remember who but uh it was it went something along the lines of uh remember when you were locked up like when you when there was nothing for you to do and you couldn't go out that you turned to the arts oh for sure thing yeah and and that's something that um that like really resonated with me and i think i think like the the like the renaissance of comedy right now with um, among comics as well as as um audience members is we we kind of took it for granted we all we just always thought like yeah we'll always be able to perform like mm. the, we'll always be able to perform in front of people like they can't like you can we we could do stand up anywhere you know yeah. yeah we'll be able to perform in a park we could perform here a coffee house a club a theater and then it was like nope you can't nope. it's illegal you know? You're it's illegal even see, see like with ben like ben in toronto outside illegal getting nailed with with uh fines all the time and mm. yeah and i think all of that made everyone like from a comics perspective of yeah like we we love to do this and you know we, we did it in like whatever way worked best for us whether it was you know you're behind the scenes just working on your material or trying stuff on camera and stuff like that but it was, I think it was a real like punch in the face when it was literally taken away. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because I don't think like... anybody ever saw that happening. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it was tough, you know, because it was like, oh, 
especially like you find your you find your calling or your life purpose you know and then and then it's gone and then you're kind of like oh shit and you're left with this void and you're and you're like well now I'm just a regular civilian you know yeah. and you're like and I didn't even choose my retirement or I didn't choose to stop playing right or doing right. whatever where it was like now I'm 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 just a normal person and you had these these you know I guess voices but like well, they wouldn't be like voices in like a schizophrenic matter but like you know the muse talking to you or or like everything that was coming where you're like oh there's the arts there's the funny like the humor or or the what like the cock your head kind of thoughts and all this stuff and then you you have no outlet yes, yes. but then they just they just encourage you to I don't know maybe turn to substance and 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 be docile or or do these things so now it's like you have like I can only imagine right the, the select few of comedians that that I know but then add that to like a worldwide scale where it's like you have these billions of these people that you know whether it's not even comedy or arts or whatever it's like their their purpose was taken away and now it's yeah. like you have just a, a huge population of people with what they would use as their outlet maybe were yeah, taken no away from them. So now it's like you have this poison rising inside you or not poison, but necessarily at a certain point, it becomes venomous to you, right? Where it's right. like, now what am I going to do? And then that's when you just fall into a self-destructive behavior where like, I could mm -hmm. speak firsthand for that for me, where it was like, I just, okay, cool. I got nothing to do. Well, fuck it. Let's just numb these feelings with booze. And then when life kind of comes back now, it's like, well, now I'm doubling down on it and going all this crazy stuff, right? So it's like, yeah, you just yeah. see it where, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know I, I got into alcohol pretty heavy. Oh, yeah, at, for at sure. Start. Yeah, you know, I was drinking like a lot. Well, and um, it's like what the only stores that are open are grocery stores or liquor stores. Exactly. So it's exactly. like, okay, well. Mm -hmm. how, how much can i have fun eating brussels sprouts and broccoli <laughs> exactly you know exactly, you're like, exactly. Yeah. brussels sprouts don't make me forget you know <laughs> yeah i forget the samosas i'm making mimosas you know exactly. like at least i'm getting vitamin c and getting shit faced at the same time right so but then it was like oh okay but then it became so easily accessible because it was like well one i don't gotta work what else do i gotta do i just gotta yeah. play video games with my friends at 3 p.m you know mm -hmm. So, exactly. so I, I yeah. was living a life where it was like, I, I could be drunk, I could be inebriated, because I didn't need to do anything besides fucking sneak out in an illegal manner and drink with my friends in a park, you know, like, so it's like, so the world kind of re revolved almost around that point where it was like, okay, well, what can we do to, you know, you had those party time apps or a house party came out you had all this and then yeah. that's when it was like i had yeah. the appreciation too because we were saying about like 10 to the arts where it was like you know i'm having concert parties in my own house where you have like famous musicians or or, or djs around the world performing to nobody but virtually to everybody yeah you know and like you're partying in your living room and you're doing like, all this mm, mm, yeah mm, weird mm, shit yeah. but it was like <laughs> But yeah, there was a time where it was like eight months. I, I'm pretty sure I was drunk every day. Because yeah. like I still have a like I have a day job, but I was like, okay, four o'clock when I'm oh, off yeah. the clock for the day job. Because I yeah. wasn't driving anywhere. I was just in the apartment. Yeah, three thirty rolls around. You're yeah, feeling a yeah. little tired. You know, like... I'll have a coffee, throw a little <laughs> bit of Bailey's in yeah. there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like... yeah, yeah, you know. So it was just that was that was the routine. 
that was a routine yeah. like come three thirty, four o'clock you know and uh yeah so and then yeah so that was like in the beginning then then there's like the the adjustment stage and all of that but uh yeah but yeah it was uh it was a strange time and i'm like i'm glad like we're moving out of it and that there's this new re there's a renewal oh for with, sure with everyone like a renewal and and uh yeah and stuff and it's like just that. like it's positive too where it's like and especially where you know i guess i don't know i'm not i yeah i would say i'm a toronto comic now where it's like being here in the scene seven years and watching like seeing it or how long yeah i don't know how long it's since 2015 but seeing it where it's like seeing the people from where it was to like where it is now and like all this stuff you just see a huge like massive change mm -hmm. in just like attitude more so than anything that was the biggest yes. change where it's like yeah. all this and then of course you know you have these comics that we lost too during that time where you're just like holy shit and then it, it was kind of like a double hit where it goes hey guys not only is our art not for certain life isn't for certain too so it's like now it's like whatever differences you may have had whether they were like petty or small or some shit like you've made amends for them but then it's like and also kind of thing where it's like oh if you did have enemies or whatever you're kind of like hey man like you know no matter what it's like i still wish you a prosperous life even if i hate you right where there yeah. was almost a sense of like it gave everybody an opportunity to forgive people for the maybe their transgressions too, like yeah. personally for themselves and for others where it was like, holy shit, man. Like there was a, like, there was a portion where like four or five of us just dropped within a matter of months apart. Mm -hmm. So you were like, Oh man, like, yeah. Oh, like what are we here for? If yeah. not for love and fun, you know? So exactly. it's like kind of, it, it was like a nice kind of like, I don't know like I said as much as it took for us it gave a lot to us in an aspect where it's like you have to love the faith that is given to you whether it's bad or good because at yes. the end of the day it's like at That's least you you're have. still on you're still here right so exactly exactly yeah. exactly I know I know um so like I went to because you say you moved to Toronto about 17 uh, not 17 2015 2015 yeah. okay so seven years like i lived in toronto for 17 years but i wasn't doing i only started comedy when i moved to ottawa in uh, 2019 yeah. and i went to i was in toronto for a week it was my first time back for like a period of time since i moved so so and i went specifically for comedy i did a whole week of of stuff and i was like like overstimulated <laughs> yeah. like it was it was so much fun like I had I look it was one of the best weeks of my life I had so much fun and I was just amazed at how many shows you could do in a week oh yeah for sure you that's know? where it's like yeah that's was... why I'm like I think about moving <laughs> like I think about moving but I'm also like okay if I move from here I have to move up almost yeah. where it's like <laughs> Because even when I go to other scenes where I'm like staying there for a week, whether it's whether I go back home or I go back to, or I go to Vancouver or I go to like other places, I'm like, it's always underwhelming because you're like, well, shit, like, can we still grind right now? Or like, yeah. at least let's go for like some food. And they're like, dude, 
no like everything's closed closed. you're like what do you mean man it's like 11 30 they're like yeah you're not getting food and you're like what or or you're like (laughs) to the city but i hated this city i hated it with all every molecule in (laughs) my body for the first four years and then when i found like a nice like kind of oh i know my nature spots i know i know certain my my favorite parts of the city my boroughs i i have my my crew i have my show runs i got like steady income coming in where it was like oh okay because it was like this city kicks the shit out of you especially when you come here too where it's like and you know that's where it's like the people that stay it's like they have almost a sense of like resiliency to them or like an adaptability and stuff because it's like i've had friends that have moved here and then they're like, yo, man, like, I don't know how you do this. And you're like, yeah, well, you just eat ramen for X amount of years and you can afford chicken, you know? <laughs> and you have to be okay with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I hated yeah. it the first year. Like, I wasn't there for, for comedy or anything. Like, I moved there yeah. for work. And I, I remember the first year, first year and a half to two years, hated it. Hated it. If I had the yeah. opportunity to go back to Montreal, I would have gone. But then yeah. like you said, once you find like your groove and, you know, you make friends and you, you know, you learn, you learn your surroundings and you, you get yeah. your bearings about you. It's like, I love it. So like, I miss it. Yeah. Miss and there's so like much. a, yeah. there's a sense of like, uh, like the pace of the place is kind of like a little fast, but then there's also a sense of like, and I understand where people are like, oh, everyone's kind of an asshole in Toronto, but it's also like, it has that tempo where it's like, Oh, well, I got so much shit I'm doing. What's up, yeah. man? Like, you know, yeah. Because like the time that you take to like chill is almost time for yourself because mm-hmm. you're so like everything's going. Exactly. So it's like, and like even just traveling like across the city and stuff like that takes yeah. time. And yeah. So yeah. And so like, that's when I first, when I noticed first when I came in, I'm like, man, these guys are dicks. Like all this, because I'm coming <laughs> from like Edmonton where someone will just be like, Hey man, how are you? And then you're in like a 20 minute conversation, you know, like, so I'm like kind of trying to stir up those kind of same things, but then I'm like, oh shit, no, okay, oh okay, this different. different different style of operator here, you know, and like so it was <laughs> on the fourth year, I think I was fully like okay with how <laughs> short and rude people would be, but they're not; they're just being yeah, like, yeah, they're like, just what's up? living, yeah, they're just living yeah. there. Because what like yeah. this, I I couldn't help but laugh. So the week that I was there at the end of May. And I did, I did, I did a whole bunch of shows. And just the fact that there were so many shows, like I would go just to see, and they'd be like, "Oh, like I've, 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 you're from Ottawa. Do you want to do like five? Sure, sort of thing." So it was like that everywhere I went. And so a show that I was actually scheduled on um, that week, there were there were two shows. So there was an earlier show and a later show. And so at the end of the later show, remember the comics were milling about and I was like, okay, I'll just be right back. And I went to the washroom and I came back and everyone was gone. <laughs> just poof, because they had other things to do. They had other yeah, places yeah. to be. <laughs> but I'm oh, yeah. so used to like the scene here where it's like, I could go outside for 20 minutes and come back and there's still going to be people around. <laughs> and I was gone maybe five minutes. Yeah. Everyone was gone. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was like, it was like, it's funny because, yeah, you just got to go in and you dip and you don't know. Like That's why it's like when you see 
people leaving we just go hey man you gotta like you gotta stop your conversation right yo you leaving okay sick hey bro it was nice seeing you see you later all this stuff and like it's so i know that now yeah because I, I thought yeah. oh, i'm just gonna like i had all my stuff and i was just like oh, i'm just gonna you know run to the bathroom before before i leave and i'll say bye yeah no and that time poof everybody was gone <laughs> yeah because it's like it, and it's funny too where it's like <laughs> like that was the thing where i'm like i have there's almost this state of like activeness now where it's like anything like, like, you know, like I was like, where was I? I was out in LA and I was, we stopped over and we were coming back from uh, Melbourne. And then like these guys were like, they were so stoked. They're like, Oh man, it was crazy. We did like four shows this week. It's like a high number. And then me and Atish were like, Oh, what? Like, <laughs> well, we did four on a Monday, yeah. you know, kind of stuff <laughs> like that. Where it's like, thing where like the level of entry that we would be at these guys are saying they're doing that and we're like oh no we're not coming back to LA until they want us back you know like so it was just like it was just funny where you're like yeah oh. like and that's why I like like Edmonton's pretty good because you can at least hit like two mics a night kind of kind of stuff like that but it's like if I'm in a place where it's like this is the mic and, and it's the else. one you're like, no, I can't. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> you know? I get such like a rush when I when I when I'm able to do when I when there's like when I can do more than one one than yeah. more, more than one show in one night. It's such it's I get such a rush from it. Yeah, but, it, but it's like also kind of stressful too, where you're yeah, like yeah. lined it up where I remember I did like I was trying to do six in one night and then six. Yeah, but I was like, uh, I felt kind of bad because it was literally, I'd show up, hey man, I need to go up right now. And then they'd be like, what? Uh, uh, okay. And then like, but it was, <laughs> and I felt bad because it was like, during that week, I was doing like an insane amount of shows where I was like, I don't think I did anything less than three. My, I was averaging probably like four to five shows in a week, a night. Wow. And then, but Sandra was on like a lot of the shows and I'd always be bumping Sandra. Like, every, <laughs> like I bumped her like three times that week. Oh no. And it was just funny where I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, that's what happens, right? But like, but it is like a rush where you're like driving and then you're like coming in and like, if one show goes off time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you're like, so you like the whole time you're just like, oh, 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 and like so stressed out. Like you're like, you're sports betting, you know? You're just like, oh, come on, get it, come on. Like looking at the time, you're like getting angry at people going over when like, of course, you always go over and like, so but. But even yesterday too, uh, I got to do, uh, I like when, when you can do a lot of sets at comedy bars, so you don't have to like go anywhere. So I played the cab and then I played the main and then back to the cab. But it was also like, it's weird when you, because I, you know, you're used to custom going to a show and like feeling the energy of the show and like being there yeah. and expressing it. But when you like, just got to go up, it's like, yeah, yeah. Cause you yeah. just come from I've had one. to do that a couple of times and that's that's jarring because you're going in cold because you don't know yeah what the crowd is like you don't know what they've been laughing at you don't know anything yeah, it's and, just... and you're coming in from <laughs> your gear of your last show so yes. if the last show yes. was like easy hot and like firing from the hip kind of stuff and then you come in with that energy and you go oh hey no get guns on the table all right here you guys go what's going on how are you you're going like or the crowd's like <laughs> yeah 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 that's what, that's what happened like the first show was wicked and then i go to do the second one and it felt like i was like I kicked open the door and ready for action and then it was 
two people playing cards at the table being like, uh, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, how you guys doing? I heard that there's a house call, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much yeah, fun. So it's like, it's... I don't know. It's fun. I just, I, I thoroughly enjoy Toronto. I just. Yeah, I enjoyed it when I was life. there. I don't yeah. know if anywhere else in Canada besides living back home in Edmonton, like I'd want to be. Yeah, I, I want to, I don't know. I'm booked to go back for a weekend, but that's with the club. So I wouldn't be able to, I won't be anywhere else, but I want to come, I want to do another week like I did in May. So I, oh yeah, because I had long? so much fun. I had so yeah. much fun. That was so much fun. Um, So we're going to wrap things up. So a couple of, other questions that I like interview questions that I had for you yeah, were, sure. um, what, like as a, as a seasoned comic, you've been a comic for what, 12, 13 years, 14, um, come Feb. 14 years. Like what are some of the biggest mistakes, mistakes in your opinion that you see new comedians making? Um, turning on the audience quick and i find i'm like that too where like uh they almost get defensive on their jokes where like if it doesn't hit then they kind of like address it where it's like they get almost angry um okay. i'd say probably getting too drunk on stage that's mm -hmm. one of it. That's uh, that's what I see a lot these days too. Now drink. it's people thinking that they need to have a drink to get loose, but then they go past their limit, and now they're too loose. That's what mm -hmm. I I would say that. And then um, the I'll say what everybody has always told me. It's like if you unless you have a show to go to or you have another like engagement that you need to attend, then not staying at the show. And like watching the other comics or, or hanging out or find, or, or trying to find the, uh, like coming in. Yeah. That, or like not hanging out and watching other pros or watching people like that, or like asking the questions that like, Hey man, like, where are you going to be next? Or like finding like the guys doing your research and shit and like going and staying shows or, or or going to the clubs that's why it's like or or spending too much time at a shitty open mic where it's like you can get more out of it by not performing at an open mic to just comics instead of hanging out at another club and then learning from better comics and and now it's like oh you're that guy that's always hanging out well hey man you want to do comedy it's like well here's these mics because they give you maybe a level of better mics than your entry levels that you'd come into. Yeah. I'd say those guys not doing that. And then uh, being too friendly and being too like informal with other comics. That's mm -hmm. what I'd say. Like these new guys where it's like, just because you're a comedian doesn't mean you're a companion. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where it's like, you're too friendly and buddy buddy with me. And it's like, what are you doing, man? You know, like you, you've done comedy three times. Like, yeah. We don't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't yeah. know you like that level kind of stuff, but then also like, I don't know, I can see it being like intimidating for younger, younger, younger comics coming in and stuff where it's like, they have social 
anxiety and stuff like that. But I, w- I would say like, yeah, not watching the pros, getting too drunk on stage and then just being like loose. Like that's one thing that I kind of wish I, I understood earlier in my career was uh, just being loose with my words and even loose with my comments on like social media or like things like that, where it's just like everybody kind of like sees and hears. Right. So it's like, the more tighter you are off stage the more you're able to get loose on stage if that kind of like yeah so would those would those things be some of the things that your younger self your younger when i say younger not necessarily age-wise but your younger comic self wish you would somebody had told you or that you had learned no, like a lot of the a lot of the stuff too is uh oh and and like yeah, I don't know, like the things that I learned like that I still to this day kind of like keep in mind where it was like uh, uh yeah, like stay and watch the pros and stuff unless you had things like cuz like that that's where I was fortunate enough to grow up and and start the way I did was in Edmonton where it was like we had the comic strip or we had the club right where it's like if you weren't playing the theaters or if you weren't playing like independent large venues or the arenas you'd come and play the strip right so it was like our thing was do the open mics monday to thursday and then the thursday friday saturday and even the sundays we'd be hanging out at the clubs watching hanging out you know like chilling and stuff like that watching those guys so i always did that but i'd probably say like i I probably could have like drank less 100 Mm percent like when I was first starting out and then the one comics always told us never, never hook up with waitresses and never hook yeah. up with other comics. And like, that was one <laughs> thing I did. And then, and then you don't understand. Right. But then it's also like, as you're going on, you're like, okay, cool. I learned it too, because like, it's professional, but then like comedy, I find is a sacred space. You know what I mean? Where it's like, and it's hard too because it's like work in this aspect where it's like you're always around those people every yeah. day and stuff so it's like I understand that it's hard but it's also what's harder not hooking up with the person and making them mistake because later on now your whole scene's blown up and then you got to see this person every day and now comedy yeah. isn't kind of a sacred space it's a place of like shit now I got to see this person yeah. right and your laundry right. gets aired out and all that but Mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I was just very fortunate to have like these kind of mentors but also they were almost an aspect of father figures because they're like 40 something doing comedy 20 years right and then they're like hey man come under my wing you're the young 18 year old and so they like kind of teach you that stuff and like getting the mic out clean and and just like small offstage professionalisms that were like but it was also you're coming from like Alberta where it's like your the bars are your like training ground but you're also setting up for corporates and right. road work right. and all this stuff right, right? where like you got to go in make sure the show gets booked for the next guy so it was like always kind of those things being nice you know tipping the weight stuff whenever you're doing that and, and just making it so they want to have comedy again right, right. yeah so it's right. like as much as we are telling dick jokes and running around the country doing whatever we're doing, we also have to be professional and yes. courteous people for the next, exactly. right? So exactly. Because I know for myself, like um I think a lot of that stuff is also like youth, being young, 
and you know you're finding yourself and learning these things oh yeah like i started i'm old as dirt i started old so some of those things i already knew i guess yeah. some some like this like the social stuff and, and and things like that um because say like comics my age have been doing it for 20 plus years yeah. you know and i've only been doing it for three you know so there's that can't think of the word but like on one hand it's like yeah just because i've i've been in the, like a professional world and stuff like that i i know how to handle myself but mm -hmm. like com like comedy wise performance wise like in the comedy sphere i'm still new yeah you know but still then it's like all these things it shows like um like that's what i think it too like when i was young and a lot of people like that were older were like oh, okay this kid could come kick it was because i also was like a student to the game where i was like i had a general interest of like yes. it wasn't just let's go around and get chicken wings and beers and be the ass clown it was also like okay well how do i do this and yes. how do i do it like you and and once i do it like you how do i do it better than you mm -hmm. so it was like people were like oh okay oh, you actually care. And then I'm also showing up every time at the club yes. just to hang out and stuff. Oh, so then now Bart, like the the bookers and the professional people that aren't the comedians are mm -hmm. seeing that, oh, hey, this kid wants something. Okay, yeah. well, why don't we give him five you're minutes? You're working hard and you're yeah. Oh, okay. And, yeah, all of that. Yeah, he's, he's okay. We've seen him do that five minutes for a week now. He's added his tags. He's built up a mm -hmm. callback. He's cut his fat. Hey, man, here's another five minutes so now you're eating tens and you're growing and you're growing and growing but like just it's mm -hmm. like you know yeah. it's like that kid coming to coming to the garden every day you're gonna be like pick up that pick up that hoe over there and let's start planting some stuff you want to you know so it's like yeah. they see that you're showing a general interest into the art form then it's just mm -hmm. human nature to be like hey man like you want to learn some stuff exactly yeah yeah and i think that 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 has uh fared me well too because that's what I did I was like I want to learn I want to learn I want to like ask questions and things like that so yeah I went to clubs and I asked people questions and that's part of why I started this this podcast because I just I had just started when everything shut down and I was like I don't want to lose this momentum and I want I still want to learn you know mm -hmm. so it's uh that's awesome that's awesome well Thank you so much. This was such a such no a wonderful and, and don't and don't forget to bomb. Yes, yes, yes. That's that yes, that's necessary. Yeah. Don't be scared necessary. of the bomb. Sit in the silence, stay in the pocket. But if you yeah. feel like you can do a play action and a run out, then do it. But just have fun with it, enjoy it. Know that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And yes. uh you get you, you get what you put in so if you put exactly. in positivity and you put in a drive and you, then that's what i've learned in the last year where it's like mm -hmm. if you just go in it with open hands and surrender to the process and just mind make sure that you're doing the, the necessary work off stage to get better on stage the yes. things will come to you and yes don't be an asshole and yeah <laughs> exactly. and don't make girls feel uncomfortable damn it there you go. There yes. you go. Stop yes. being, if you're a dude, don't be a creep. If you're a girl, stop touching guys' asses, you know? <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, just like, Both sexes, leave each other alone. Just yeah. worry about the funny. Stop and touching. Stop being sickos. <laughs>
<laughs> and don't talk to me close to my face. You know, like <laughs> give me a little bit of distance. That's what I want. You know, and if there's a show going on, shut the fuck up. Unless you guys are having a real good time, then go take it outside. Take it but, somewhere else. Yeah, you know. And uh, keep your table talk to a minimum and your laughter to a maximum. I know, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my God. But this was a wonderful discussion. I would still like to um have you answer some of my random some sure. of my random questions. Yeah, I got, I got like, I do like a couple more minutes. I just gotta get yeah. going. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, maybe we could do two. So yeah, if sure. you could pick pick a number between uh between one and two hundred and fifty, and I'll ask you the corresponding question. Uh nine and twenty-seven. Nine and 27. Okay. So question nine. If you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Anywhere in the world for a year? Yeah. And like, I know the language and stuff and like, it's good or I can just live there for a year. Mm, whatever parameters you want to Put on it whether you want to learn the language while you're there or you already know the language or if i could yeah. live anywhere in the world for a year i'd probably either pick uh i say live there for a year and be able to function whatever that looks function? like whatever that looks like probably say like cyprus or something oh wow that's cool yeah, I don't know. It's a nice little Mediterranean island and I can just chill and stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know the politics there, but I mean, if I'm just sitting there working from Sounds home, cool. enjoying, enjoying sun and stuff, why yeah, not? Why not? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably cool say there. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm going said, like grand scale because it's like if I want to go to New York for a year, I could, or if I wanted to go, you know what I mean? Back to right. Alberta or Toronto or anywhere in here, I would, but I don't know. Yeah, why not? New York or Cyprus? Let's say a lot. Very different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very different. And okay, so the other number you said was 27? Yeah. Okay. 27 is how many bones have you broken? Two. Two. Yeah, I chipped my big toe and then I shattered my thumb into six pieces. Oh, geez. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How did you shatter your bones? I had to pick, huh? I got a lot of bones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how many did I pick and how many did I break? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, Danny, thank you so much. This was was an awesome conversation. Um, Where can people find you? I'll put your socials and everything in in the notes. My address is no. You can find me at uh, just Danny Martinello on Instagram. And then uh, that's it. Really, that's that. That's it. Okay. Find me at Danny Martinello. All right. That's I will it. see you in January. <laughs> what? I will see you in January. Yes. 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 We're in January. And if this is released, if you're in the area or Alberta area, I'll be on Alberta all of December. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. 
Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you for yeah. reaching out. I enjoyed myself. Oh yeah, this was fun. This was fun. So um enjoy December. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, kitty cat. Yeah, I got a kitty cat. She's yeah. <laughs> Behind the curtain, you go. Exactly. Behind the curtain. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and I, thank I you so much. Enjoy my time with you, and, and may you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. You too. I'll talk You're to you soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.